0: Captain Archer of the battle cruiser Enterprise Enterprise I
1: Welcome to the Measure of a Fan, a Star Trek podcast in which three nerds watch all of Star Trek in chronological order. One of them enduring it all for the very first time. My name is PJ Montgomery, and I am joined as ever by Elliot Red. No, I did them in
2: the wrong order. I mean, it's fine. Well, yeah, it's I like, not that anyway, big of a deal. I'll send the Elliot for this whole episode. Hello, I'm Elliot. I love cartoons. <laughs>
3: I'm glad that I've established such a strong personality over the last few years.
2: I don't
1: know what else you like. (laughs) Our resident Trek first timer, that one. And then Matt Troy, who is pretending to be Elliot.
2: Hi. I thought Elliot was going to be me.
3: I I did. I was. I am. I will be. Not again. Never again. What does Matt like, Elliot? Making fun of my cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: and really old
0: films
2: (laughs) you can razz me about that for sure
1: (laughs) we are also joined by a guest this week we have had a hell of a time first big big thank you to uh andrew woodall for rejoining us for this episode hey woody how you doing
4: Hello. Sorry, I la- I think I laughed over the si- the silent bit because I was laughing at. Is it Tro's name on the- <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure I can
2: say Archer's it. Minge today. No, no, I mean, I didn't just arrive at Archer's Minge. This, this is I, 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 hope I hope you didn't before. just arrive at Archer's Minge. I was. I was <laughs> Last night I arrived twice at Archer's Minge. Anyway. You know... <laughs> I'm so sorry this is happening. You need to understand here that I originally was Archer's wig uh, in respect to uh, Jonathan Archer's awful wig in this episode, which I'll talk about later. Then I was Archer's merkin because of our technical difficulties that got kicked out and had to come under a different name. And then the minge was just the third hair that I could think of. I don't know. What other hairs are there? Just send Eyebrows, us a... Uh, moustaches, beards, armpit stretch.
3: hair, ass hair, chest oh. hair, back hair, leg <laughs> hair. Arches ass hair. hair. Is that really what you wanted to go with? <laughs> I'm just giving
2: you alternative to the question that Matt posed. Well, I didn't <laughs> think of those. I didn't realise there was hair in those places. This is really <laughs> thing I think of.
4: I can't wait till we get to the wig trivia bit.
2: I got some things to say.
1: (laughs) I also... We we need to give a uh, a big old shout-out and mention to uh, Stacey Taylor from Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour podcast who was supposed to join us today but major technical issues prevented it. So we're sorry you couldn't join us this week, Stace. We'll try and have you on another time. She has sent me a couple of thoughts on the episode, not detailed ones because she's in a bad mood with the tech issues, so she didn't want to put the more detailed thoughts down. But um, we'll get you back, Stace. And again, Woody, thank you so much for stepping in at literally the very last second.
4: No, you're, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm the stand in Andy, and I feel like... This is a good setup for the episode because there's a lot of Trek traditions in this episode, and I feel like I'm I'm a redshirt standing, and I've had the phone call from Rick Berman that says the other the other guy is ill. Do you want a speaking part?
2: <laughs> the actual phone call to to Rick from Rick Berman would be I've bullied somebody out of the set. Can you please come and <laughs> replace? <somebody?" laughs> I can't I can't confirm or deny that. I don't know. Rick Berman might be alright, but. Okay, well,
1: you know, maybe (laughs) (laughs) I want to just before we get started on the episode itself, quickly point something out that I've realized through editing the last few episodes of the show and listening back to them when we released them. And uh, that is Elliot is is very anti enterprise at the moment. You don't seem to be enjoying it that much. You've got a lot to say when it comes to criticism of the show. Some of it justified. Some of it just your emotional. Your emotion's getting the better of you, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, follow. But I think you're an actual Star Trek fan now, Elliot, and I'll tell you why. Whenever anyone that isn't you criticizes something on Enterprise, you try and justify why that thing happened.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I It must just be a knee-jerk reaction for being on a podcast with you two for over a year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you lucky son of a bitch.
3: <laughs>
1: anyway, this week we are looking at Twilight, which was written by Mike Sussman, was directed by Robert Duncan McNeil, and first aired on the 5th of November 2003. And we open with Archer waking up in his quarters while the Enterprise is apparently getting shot at. And he he walks outside and the security dude says, oh, no, you're not allowed to leave. The captain said so. And he's like, I'm the captain. And the security dude is like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) I definitely shouldn't have said he wasn't the captain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But he he rushes to the bridge where T'Pol is the captain in a proper Starfleet uniform, captain, gold division, All of that,
2: yeah, yeah. What Alex Butterworth would call a quick
1: fit uniform, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I think it's it's good that we've got you here today, Woody. Because I seem to recall on your last episode, you said, "Why do not they just give her a uniform from
4: the start?" And here's the proof. Did yeah. I I just to go back a few seconds in the scene. I really liked how he just went. He just punched that extra. Yeah, no (laughs) secondary discussion, no like follow up. Like, what do you mean? I'm not the captain. What do you mean? What's going on? No, just punches him.
3: Just
2: (laughs) you would have done that
4: anyway.
3: Yeah, I did. Also, think that was a very quick escalation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Impulsive, impulsive, impulsive. Jonathan Archer, isn't it? (laughs) Kick the rock. Yeah, (laughs) kick the man. Yeah, the rock is a man. He is. You're right. He's playing Black Adam. No, the Rock is actually a man. Yeah, yeah. His name is Dwayne, who actually is on Star Trek at some point, isn't he? What? Yes. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. God. The yeah.
2: The Rock. That
3: that is not. Those two things would never have crossed in my mind. He's a big fan. And yet.
4: <laughs> I remember that being quite a fun episode of Voyager.
1: And that doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't get said. It's that much. fucking stupid, but it is kind of fun. Yeah. Sorry, I just took a drink and I managed to splash it in my eye. You
2: no, know I did that earlier. On. I took a drink and it just went straight up my nose, right, all <laughs> fours. Elliot never hit forty. <laughs> but what? I'll forget how to drink. Apparently, yeah. We've hit forty, and we both have severe drinking problems. <laughs> 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 to rip off an old airplane
0: bit, but yeah. I like yeah. the
4: fact that we've arrived at what I would. As being probably the best episode of Enterprise, maybe in its entire run, but certainly at this point, um, and everything's going wrong with the show. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah, cri- apparently, critically, this is seen as like the turning point of when Enterprise started getting good. So keep that in mind, Elliot. I'm sure. aware we've been
3: saying that game for a while. <laughs> I felt the shift in this
4: episode.
1: Ooh, oh, I we're we're there. No, nope, we're going to stop recording there. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot's given it an almost compliment. The show is done. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody.
3: Podcast does not function.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: no,
1: but they bring up uh, something on the view screen, and there's a big circular thing. It looks like it's Baylock's ship from the Corbomite manoeuvre, but it's not. It's the Zindi weapon, and it destroys the Earth. The Earth just gets blowed up. And then it gets completely undermined by folk rock as the in- theme tune kicks
2: in. But well, uh, How initially amazing was that explosion? And then how ultimately shit was it? It was like, <laughs> it was a Radio 4 joke. It's a joke that starts like this and ends like this. You know, it. it we look, oh, it's like, oh, wow, it's like so cool. Like the sea's boiling and, and then it just kind of blew up like...
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, I know what you mean now. Yeah, I see mm. I see what you're saying.
2: I, I don't know.
3: I... <sighs> I'm not too impressed by any of the effects that have been on this show. So all I, w- you know, all I took was the positives from what looked good rather than the usual negatives that just don't affect me anymore, basically. Like, the bit that looked good stood out just because it looked good.
4: And I think we're probably willing to overlook a bit of Rope CGI um, oh, yeah, yeah. at that yeah. point. Because I think that's one of the greatest pre-credit sequences, certainly in Enterprise, but I think it's up there. In terms of Trek, I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a corner.
3: Yeah, this is the first time I've been like actually going like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff happening. I can't think of any of the answers to it off the top of my head and I kind of care about the outcome. What? What? Mm. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it just ruins it by going again. Earth's just blown up, but here's some Christian folk rock for everyone to enjoy. <laughs> I skip that part. I don't even know it exists. Oh, I, I like to watch it because yeah, I, I really like do. to have my enjoyment of the show ruined. <laughs> This is one of the two comments Stacey did want me to read out in her absence. She said, What in the blue fuck is this theme tune? (laughs) Very apt. Yep. Yep. She actually messaged me that while she was watching the episode, that one comment.
0: (laughs) Nobody
2: expects it, do they? No.
3: Why would they?
2: Why is there this weird, like, middle-of-the-road, like, dad rock, car rock, drive-time Jangly bullshit. Why?
1: Uh, Twankly, that was the word, wasn't it? Twankly. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, after the Twankles have finished. Is that the name of the band? <laughs> <laughs> Some of <and> the Twankles. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to call them from now on. <laughs> um, Archer wakes up in a house. And he's now got a terrible wig on.
2: Right, okay. I want to talk about this right now before Is that Sorval's wig slightly restyled? Yeah. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I that whoa, mind blow. Holy shit. I know, I
4: know. Hang on, it gets it gets better, because I'm gonna jump in with the the other added bit of trivia that these two have almost certainly got off memory alpha already. Is that the crew actually went with, it, sorry, the the cast rather, actually ran with this, and they kind of came with this idea that because she'd been cutting Archer's hair for so long that it had slowly become Vulcan. What, sh- so they've
0: the wind the story.
2: I did not realise. I mean, I I haven't read the Memory Alpha about this at all. So like that has blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> she just, <laughs> Come, i make you Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, your hair now resembles one of the Beatles.
4: <laughs> I put it out there that they put more thought into that that tiny piece of like extremely minor trivia that we probably not we weren't aware of hmm. um, than some entire episode oh, of this oh, show. Sure. <laughs> Literally
2: the first two series of the show,
3: <laughs> the first two series of the show, could have been written on one square of toilet paper. <laughs>
2: It was.
1: <laughs> and then someone accidentally flushed it, and they just had to go from memory. <laughs> Alpha?
2: Hey, he's hey. making inside jokes. This is a turning point in the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's, it's really not. <laughs> we're not getting better, just because Enterprise
3: is.
2: <laughs> no, it's getting worse. That's, <laughs> that's what we're celebrating. The
3: thing is, yeah, like I, this episode is going to be a little bit different, but... This does not redeem Enterprise of its sins. One good episode is not going to make me go, "Oh, it's a good show."
2: <laughs> no, that's fair. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, to Paul's there, and she's got long hair and a ponytail now, and some kind of eighties pink dance jumpsuit.
2: Oh, she's like it's velour,
1: isn't it?
4: Yeah. yeah. She looks a bit footloose, doesn't she? Yeah.
0: Now
1: <laughs> she's she's really embraced being an 80s california stay-at-home mom <laughs> she says hey why don't you sit down for breakfast and he's all like hey where are we and she says what's the last thing you remember and he says well we were leaving the situation room and she says yes you often did that can you be more specific
2: i love that the situation room got a mention this as well. <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> of course he was in the situation room he's obsessed with it <laughs> And then she
1: says, "Yes, you left the Situation Room twelve years ago. Ago,
0: ago, ago. Stop saying ago.
3: <laughs> I just say she definitely already knew what the last thing he remembered was. She's been asking and talking to him about that for twelve years. That was an absolutely yeah, pointless yeah. question.
2: Hey, I'm back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she had to link up with him, it had to connect in his mind. We cut to
1: twelve years earlier." Where Arthur and topol are leaving the situation room and Archer's like, Hey, you wanna come see Rosemary's Baby? And topol says, Is it cute? And Archer says, ha, ha ha, you're so whimsical. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, one of my big regrets about this episode is we did not get to see them watching Rosemary's Baby, because I would love to have seen reactions yeah. to that. Because that's like one of my favorite films. And I would have just loved to have seen going, Ah yes, I remember that back on Cortex-9 that we saw a child that was imbibed in, in, with a local demon and uh, I sucked it out of its eye socket and you're like, shut up, Phlox. Yeah, he just <laughs> wanted to do experiments. Yeah.
4: And are they fixing here one of our pet hates with the movie night plot that they only watch really weird old stuff? <laughs> well, not weird old stuff, but you know what I mean? Like they're actually moving into sort of modern pop culture. Yeah. I mean, it's not Shrek 2, is it? But they're kind of moving into something recognisable to the audience.
1: I think in this case it's because they knew they wouldn't be showing any clips from it, <laughs> yeah. it no matter what movie they mentioned.
2: Uh, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> but as they're walking along the corridor, an anomaly hits the ship, and it starts bubbling up around them. They have to run away. But uh, topol gets trapped by some debris. Archer frees her but then he's struck by the anomaly. And this is where uh, Stacey had another point she wanted me to raise. Why didn't he just jump over to where T'Pol was to avoid that blasty thing?
2: Yeah, this is a frequent Star Trek question, isn't it? Why, don't, why doesn't the, the, the character do a reasonably sensible thing?
4: <laughs> he was looking at it thinking, isn't this the effect from The Matrix that we've overused rather a lot in the last three or four hours? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but he goes unconscious, and then he wakes up in sick bay. How do you feel? Like a shuttle pod landed on my head.
2: Was anyone else hurt?
3: No. Captain, there are a few questions
1: I have to ask you.
2: Well, it'll have to wait.
1: I want to get to the bridge. I'm afraid I have to insist. When did you last speak to Commander Tucker? This morning. Staff briefing.
0: Why? What's going on, Flox? The anomaly in the corridor
1: left something behind. We've never seen it before. This is a microcellular scan of your hippocampus. You've been infected by several clusters of parasites. They haven't caused any tissue damage, but they're impairing certain synaptic functions. They're preventing you from forming new, long-term memories. Long-term? You can recall events that happened before the infection, but everything after fades within a few hours. Captain, you've been in sickbay for the past three days. You last spoke to Commander Tucker about seven hours ago. He came to see you right here. And Flox is all like, oh, hey, you're awake. When did you last speak to Trip? And Archer goes, oh, this morning. I had some conversation with him. And Flox goes, no, no. That was a few days ago. You last spoke to him seven hours ago. And Archie says, what time is it? And Flox goes, it's three in the afternoon. And Archie goes, well, then seven hours ago is this morning. So I was right. And Flox goes, yeah, you got me there.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: what was going on here? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this is basically where I started to get an idea of where the episode was going with its plot. I didn't know how it was going to finish. And I was kind of interested because I I couldn't tell like fully everything. But I could tell, like, oh, okay, this is a Archer has short-term memory loss and we're going to go through his life to reach the point and find out how this happened this is the first episode that i've seen where obviously i know every time it's going to go back to some sort of status quo at the ending so that the next episode it can start again at a fresh pay uh fresh place fresh in air quotes but this is the first time that i've seen a plot of an episode gotten you know halfway through the episode three quarters of the way through the episode and has no idea how they're going to revert it back to normal
4: well, wow. I mean, he, can we can we are we allowed to mention at this point the reset button, or have we got to wait? <laughs> we,
1: we've we've got to wait until the game gets too hard and we get okay, really
4: stressed, and then we can reset it. Uh, Don't mention the reset button.
2: I did enjoy this bit where it's just like Phlox being like, "There's something wrong with his brain, brain, brain," mm. <laughs> and then, and, then, and it was like something else wrong with his brain. Yes, something else wrong with his brain. Like this time, it's affecting his hippocampus, which, uh, as you all know, is uh, where hippopotamus good to university. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, ha- we all felt that one coming. <sighs> did you know? I mean, I'm been very interested in the hippocampus because there's a lot of stuff in there about sort of navigation, and, and which is a little thing I'm a bit interested in. But it actually means it breaks down into hippo, which means horse, and campus, which means sea monster. It's basically the Greek word for seahorse because the hippocampus looks like a seahorse. So that—that's
0: my um, hippocampus. Oh.
2: I what, drop those in there. That's interesting. I always keep a couple of facts back just in case the episode is, is going awry. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to hear that you had to pull them out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I mean,
2: everything's going so well so far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the, the, this particular anomaly contained brain worms, which are now in Archer, and he can't form any new long-term memory since the incident. So Phlox suggests he starts just tattooing everything on his body and goes full Memento. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what that film's about?
0: <laughs> You've never seen Memento, No, any? I haven't, no. Oh, oh here well, we It's go. a good
1: thing I don't... I better not spoil it. Then I was about to.
2: I'm, I'm going to give a hot take <laughs> here. I think that Memento's dog shit. <laughs> I, I, I think if it was in the right order, it would be quite boring. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense
1: when you start thinking about it.
2: Yeah, it's just like it's a boring film told out of order to make it interesting. A bit like this episode.
1: No. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> My thing with Memento was always, how does he remember that he can't make new memories?
0: can't make new memories. Everything just fades. Oh. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, that's fucked, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Somebody wrote to Christopher Nolan and gets struck from the cannon immediately.
4: (laughs) I'm not clever enough for Memento, but I'm definitely clever enough for this episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
1: Anyway, Topol in the future says, So, because you're now, as Memory Alpha puts it, profoundly disabled. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow.
2: I mean, I guess he is, right?
1: Yeah, but come on.
2: That's, a term.
1: You, you, that's <laughs> a term. It means that Admiral Forrest has sadly stripped him of his command and just given it to Topol?
2: Yeah. And Archer gets to walk porthos around the ship and like annoy
0: people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he says, Ah, oh, I wanna I wanna contribute. And she's like, Well, you can't. But since uh you've only got those brain worms because you saved me, I'm gonna feel weirdly indebted to you. I'm gonna
2: become like your sexy chewbacker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, we're just leaving it there, aren't we? Oh, I'd forgotten what I was going to say immediately. <laughs> oh, look, you've got the brainworms! To radiate Elliot's head. This I
1: feel like this would be Elliot's worst nightmare if Elliot got a brainworm during this episode of Enterprise, and <laughs> every day we explain what happens in Enterprise to him.
0: Every day you had
4: to explain the plot of Extinction. <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out that there about the Chewbacca thing because I was just thinking. Do you think the the red shirts? It's a punishment duty to be like to to be like stationed in Arsha's quarters door <laughs> because they know, statistically speaking, you're going to get punched. <laughs> once a shit. Everyone who gets stationed
3: there gets one punch every day. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Sorry, that's what I was thinking about. I wasn't. That's all right.
3: (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) Remembered what I was going to say. You know, have we reached the scene where they're talking to Archer and and he's going, "Oh, well, I guess I'm not very useful," and tells them stuff that he's already told them. And Mm, yeah, um, it might be. Yeah, well, there's that scene, and they say, "Oh,
4: have we got? Have we got to the bit where?" And and I don't know whether I'm right, but Travis died.
3: (laughs) We haven't quite yet.
0: Okay, Travis was actually in this episode.
3: Briefly, exactly. exactly. I literally don't. Oh yeah. I thought yeah, he I'll... wasn't in
0: it.
4: Rewind. <laughs> I like the fact this episode is very similar in structure to the actual episode because <laughs> we're jumping around, aren't we? <laughs>
3: yeah, the the scene where Archer's in the office with DePall and Trip, and he's giving them things to do, and they're saying, "Yeah, we've already done that. You already told us that." And then he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm not very useful, am I?" And they both go, "Yeah, you are. You, we use your experience." And I'm like, "In what water polo?"
2: <laughs> yeah, like we collect your feces to grow plants out of.
1: <laughs> we just stand next to you while you're shitting, and you
2: don't remember. So. <laughs> like what I would do, right? This is if, if Archer was on my ship and he couldn't start form new t- new form memories. I just hire like a troop of actors to like give him an escape room to do. Like... <laughs> And then by the time he's, like, done it, he's all tired, and he's just, like, spray and put him back to bed, and then wake up tomorrow morning. And you just keep doing that. You, like, hoarding off, like, a small portion of the ship, and uh, he has to, like, escape from it.
0: <laughs> I mean,
4: this has, got, this has got nothing to do with the context of Enterprise, but does this raise a future moral quandary with people with Alzheimer's in the 24th century? Because could you not have a holodeck program where you wouldn't have to explain it to them every time? Oh. You'd have to structure the narrative. Have they cured Alzheimer's by the 24th century? I don't know. We need to... Google
2: I think it. they have. But, but that would be interesting, actually, because, yeah, you wake up in the holodeck and then you have, like, responsive holograms based around people maybe that you know quite well just to kind of get you up to speed. And then, yeah, it yeah. takes that burden off the person who's having to communicate for you. Obviously, you don't know how the how it all breaks down, so yeah, that's interesting though Well, apparently
1: they could have done that because this episode was originally pitched as a Voyager episode, and it would yeah. have been Janeway and
2: chicote oh, would you one have lost their memory Janeway Janeway,
4: but that but I mean, I'd have to check the voyager um the timeline there's an episode where uh chicote and Janeway gets stuck on a planet quite early on. They have to be left behind, don't they, because of medical space reasons? Yeah, season two, and it's not too dissimilar to that kind of idea of them two spending time in a shack,
2: okay, on a planet. Do you remember the episode where I told you about my friend's dad who went for an episode of Voyager and he didn't get any peas? Yeah,
1: you, yeah. The the episode I literally called "You're not having any peas."
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's the episode that, uh, that caused that. So, yeah. Cost him his peas. I think, like, Janeway's briefly in a bath or something, and that's why he's here yeah. mm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of wind in that episode. I, I seem to remember there's, like, strong winds, and they're in this, like, Starfleet tent. Like, posh Starfleet tent. Like, a glamping Starfleet tent.
2: <laughs> like, a little Starfleet yurt.
0: <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
4: Anyway, that's Voyager, and we've got seven years before you get to yeah, that. Yeah, I was so. going to say, well,
3: least... I'll do that one day. Let's stick to this one for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then they, they said no to it then, and then they went, let's do it on Enterprise, and apparently Mike Sussman went, I think I like that better. So, mm. Mm. But I think he only said that to butter them up. Anyway, apparently the Enterprise couldn't find the Zindi weapon, finally got close to it, so they could find it, and then they got attacked by Zindy, and they just kill Travis. Travis's only thing to do in the last few episodes is die. How did wow.
3: he die? I genuinely didn't see this. Not shot. The
2: console oh, explode. Yeah, it was intense.
3: really blink
2: and you miss it. Yeah. Oh, did he get like he or falls did it, to the ground. the console explode? I, oh, I don't know. He just fell under the ground, didn't he? And he was kind of dead, and then that was the last we saw of him. But
4: you can see the extras that come into the bridge to clear the body. But no one makes an acknowledgement? I was going to
3: say, there's nobody that goes around and goes, literally turns around and goes, Travis! Or anything like that. Like Nobody knows his name.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> because he read, just come in and drag
1: Hoshi turns to Archer and goes, aren't you sad Travis died? And Archer goes, I don't know who that is, I've got a memory problem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor guy, I didn't even see him die.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah, and then... Apparently, after that, the weapon was deployed and it destroyed the Earth. So, in the future, Archer starts to have a cry and he leaves the house and it turns out they live in a metal hobbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) A little trash
2: town. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did Archer stab a Zindi guy to death with a trophy?
4: Uh, No, it's a statue of Zephyr Cochran. It's even more of a nod.
2: What was sharp on it to stab through the guy's head?
4: He hit it. He hit him with it first, and the base fell off. Oh. This is incredibly specific knowledge. And then he stabs him with the with the broken bit.
2: Was it like one of those dangerous, like dancing clowns from the eighties, where the head would come off and there was a big spike underneath it? Like it was just a really shoddy made statue of and Cochrane.
1: I was going to say it was Zephyr's cock ring, but <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you're as bad as me. <laughs> you're not. You're not the responsible one.
1: I never claim to be the responsible one. For some reason, I just get to edit this shit. That makes you the responsible one. Uh Uh-oh. Anyway, apparently after that, the Enterprise and a few other ships led a convoy of the last surviving 6,000 humans to SETI Alpha 5. I'm sure nothing will ever bad happen to that planet. Nope, nope,
4: nope. No,
2: it's a lovely place to settle. Yes. doesn't look like it.
0: This is SETI Alpha 5!
2: (laughs) (laughs) So... Elliot, would you like to expl- Would you like us to explain <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Not really.
1: Uh, cool. We'll <laughs> move on. <laughs> just, just, uh, just, Elliot. Remember SETI Alpha
3: Five. No, but I know there are a thing called SETI eels.
0: <gasps>
3: <gasps>
4: oh, he knows. He knows this from the JJ. Films. Actually, no, Doesn't I know he? it
3: from the
1: podcast. Oh, fuck, yeah, he, he knows know. it because we've been talking to him about Star Trek for way too long. Now. Yeah.
2: Oh. So SETI Alpha Five is the home of the Seti eel, although nobody is beset by them in this episode. But what happens is it moves out of an o- its orbit in, in like about 100 years, and uh, some characters are stranded there, and they have a heck of a time. So what they're basically implying is this awful shithole planet gets worse.
1: Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently Enterprise is just stationed in
2: orbit of the planet. It definitely has better things to do. Oh, is this the way where Soval turns up as well?
1: Yeah, so we go we get a scene where Topol gets a visit from Ambassador Soval who says, Why don't you come back to Vulcan? And she's like, No, I've got to stay here and look after Archer. And also we should have helped them go to war.
2: First of all, he says, That uniform doesn't suit you. And then she says, I don't think he came all this way to criticize my attire. And I just wish he said, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> <laughs>
3: gulping a glass of water on his way out
2: it's like when you summon Harrison Ford and he just wants to, <laughs> just gets angry and wants to send him <laughs> no we've got
1: Scott packular at home oh. <laughs> uh. yeah yeah so he says you could bring Archer to Vulcan with you and we could probably treat him there.
3: And she's like, no, I'd rather live on this shithole. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm going to wait for Flocks to turn up with a mullet.
3: Yeah, this is the <laughs> thing that I have a feeling is going to be omnipresent throughout Star Trek, is just bullshit decisions for the sake of something being on camera. Oh shit, we're in a lot of trouble <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: No, uh-huh. Elliot, that won't happen again. <laughs>
4: okay. I must admit, I skipped this scene uh, because I'd got to watch the episode in like 30 minutes. <laughs> so I just skipped it when it was a Vulcan conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these guys didn't turn up, turn up to try and save Earth. They did absolutely nothing.
2: You're viewing this from the point of view of a, like an Earth nationalist then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But something exciting is going to come up, as we know, for all of you Earth nationalists out
1: there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, topol says that, you know, this is the last outpost of humanity, and it's been hidden from the Zindi for nine years. Her story is now finished, and she says to Archer, you normally wonder now if this is some kind of elaborate deception. And Archer goes, is it some kind of elaborate deception? <laughs> and, she, and she says, so you were fucking this woman named
2: Margaret. And Archer goes, nope, not a
1: deception. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Is there like isn't there a bit where he goes uh oh, you know you're just trying to find a, a way for to keep me out of the way at this bit and then all I could think of was if only there'd been a way to keep him out of the way throughout the whole series <laughs> they might have got some stuff done.
3: What like create some random room and tell him that it's the Situation Room. <laughs>
2: he loves that room. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: That's what he calls his bedroom in their Hobbit hole. Oh. <laughs> oh. But then he, he says to Topol, you know, how, how do you know so much intimate detail about my life? And she's like, our relationship has evolved. And he says, well, how, how far has our relationship evolved? And she says, it's as gross as you can imagine.
2: I was going to say, uh, they, were, they were fucking, right? She says absolutely nothing, doesn't
3: yeah, she? She she, just yeah, looks she does at not it. answer that question in any way.
4: And I, I just felt a bit uncomfortable here. I, 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 what I want to know is, in this new society of 6,000 humans... What kind of, you know, uh, social protection measures are in force here? Like, who's checking this random Vulcan woman looking after this grey-haired
2: There are 6,000 human beings left, and everyone's just like, I guess, just, we can't form an adequate social service. We just have to hope that this Vulcan woman isn't milking him or something. We'll just... (laughs) (laughs) He's a war hero, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> right so were they it's actually difficult to tell they were implying romantic entanglement
1: right I think they were implying that T'Pol had developed those feelings for Archer but because every day he wakes up and thinks it's 12 years ago yeah he, he, can't,
3: he, develop, develop he can't develop those feelings he can't develop those feelings yeah I know I, I okay I sort of understand right.
2: by the end of the day sometimes they get to do it you know like they, they discuss enough what like safety like, first no. dates yeah, yeah, you know, like um yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: every seven years like Archer gets laid or something. <laughs> like a like a Vulcan. Like a Vulcan, yeah. <laughs>
1: that movie Fifty First Dates, the end of that bothered me because like it's you know, Drew Barrymore, it's it's memento as a rom-com. So Drew Barrymore can't have new memories and Adam Sandler falls for her. And then at the end, they're married and he's made her a video that she watches every morning when she wakes up to explain their life together that's just a little bit longer. Is there not going to come a point where that video is the length of the day? So she wakes up, watches it, and then just goes back to bed? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's up yeah. there with that Goldie Hawn film where she, lo- overboard, where she loses her memory, which is worse. <laughs> yeah. Right. So
3: what I was going to say is it's very odd that they're pushing another to pole relationship feelings for a different character. After all of this trip business that's been going
2: on the last few episodes, like it's so confusing. Mm-hmm. What
3: are they trying to tell me?
2: I have never reconciled that. I, I've always thought it was super weird that this happened. And yeah. I never quite figured out why they suddenly decided to switch boys at this part. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the message of the story is it, it could literally be any guy. It doesn't matter.
4: If it had been Malcolm,
2: not Malcolm, <laughs> it's to
1: only has some standards. Yeah, yeah. If Malcolm can watch. We have to pay a hundred, which is a, it's a terrible message for the show to be giving people. I think, but there we go.
2: I mean, don't fuck Malcolm is a great message as far as I'm. Concerned. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then, then Flocks arrives and he's got
2: slightly longer hair. He's basically dressed as Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Like, he's has <laughs> got this look and a big sort of, like, mullet. <laughs> yeah, I actually really quite liked a majority of how they
3: handle these characters aging in this episode. Hmm. Not all of them, but majority of them do quite well. Look, look you know, generally, actually, like, they've aged
2: 12, 15 years. Oh, she kind of looked like She'd got a, you know, get the manager haircut kind of thing going on. Oh, but she apparently... looked younger. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> mm.
4: They missed an opportunity, though, because they, again, according to Memory Alpha, they filmed some Porthos scenes. And I, I got to say, in my head, Porthos is wearing Saval's wig. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. The Paul would be cutting his hair, too.
4: <laughs> I mean, you must be into double-digit listeners by now, right? So one of them must be able to Photoshop Saval's wig onto to I mean, <laughs> Matt
2: could do it. I can do that. Matt could Yeah, leave that I me. Mean, you don't even need listeners. How old would <laughs> be? He'd probably be about at least, like, 14, 15 years old, right, at this point?
4: Well, yes, but we know this dog has an unusually long lifespan for a dog. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because he has a mention, doesn't he? A hundred and sixty years in the future, where I'm
2: longer. Yeah. I'm assuming it's like Porthos the the eleventh at that point. Yeah, me too. But
1: you know, I I also assume that at this point in the future, humans live a bit longer than we do now. Like they're all mostly hitting a hundred. So maybe dogs
2: live a little longer as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very nice. Dogs live to be like twenty or something.
1: Yeah, and, and cats can hit twenty five.
2: Yeah, I think cats by that point will be able to go to forty. I, I don't know, 40 is quite long. That's like
3: over double the average life expectancy.
2: I like the idea of a 40-year-old
4: cat, you know? What I'm saying is we we could have had, like, I think there's a missed opportunity here for a Porthos kind of like alien technology episode where he was granted unusually long life.
1: <laughs> Isn't that just that episode of Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I'm aware. Of, I'm, I'm pitching an idea for a show that finished. 17 years ago. I'm too late.
2: You've got to wait till series four of uh, Enterprise, Woody, where a small green alien turns up and starts granting Archer's wishes.
3: (laughs) That only Archer can see. (laughs) Can I just say that does sound like an Enterprise episode?
4: What would Malcolm's wishes be? We don't need to go into that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let me get the strength! You want to be able to see it on the walls of the ladies' quarters? Oh boy, <laughs> cut the archer. Let
3: me grab this one for you.
0: <laughs>
4: to be fair, some green people do turn up in series four. So you're well, not yeah,
3: that far true. Off. <laughs> <laughs> they're very different, though. Does India green?
4: <laughs> oh no, they're gone. We never see these fuckers again. <laughs> okay.
3: What about fucking Silic or Trelic or what? Tom Selleck, whatever his name was. Yeah, Tom Selleck. He turns up yeah. again.
1: <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so Flox is here with his mullet, and he says, hey, I've got a cure, but for some reason it means we need to create a subspace implosion in your head, uh, and so we need a warp core. Let's go to the Enterprise.
2: Okay, whatever. Flox's ideas.
4: There were always going to be two cures for this, wasn't there? It either involved him chopping him up <laughs> or something really explosive.
2: Yeah. I think that he just kind of figured out that if they did it wrong, he'd be able to eat Archer's brain.
1: that's it he's like we create a subspace implosion in your head captain and then I get to eat one of your fingers I'm sorry what that last part (laughs) Mm, nothing subspace (laughs) explosion anyway yeah we we then we then aboard the Enterprise where uh, Trip, Malcolm and Hoshi who've all been promoted are there Trip doesn't really look any different but to be fair we're 19 years on from this episode and Connor Trenier doesn't look much different either so he had slightly grayer hair that was literally it
4: he literally looks the same. He could pick this role up and be just five years later, couldn't he?
1: Yeah, he just wears glasses now, I think. That's it. <laughs> Patrick, how did they age Malcolm? Well, oh. Malcolm has a goatee, so he is clearly evil Malcolm. And I say this as a man with a goatee.
4: <laughs> i have made that note. I was like, he's got mirror universe facial yeah. hair. <laughs>
3: they didn't change
4: anything else. They just gave him a beard.
1: Well, that's what that's what you do as you get older when you're British. You grow a beard. I was going to say, yeah, it's a very British way of ageing, right? <laughs> yeah, but
3: he was already like in his 30s. I'm not even 30 yet and I've got a beard. I'm not going to get a second beard over my beard in the next nine years. Oh, well, imagine if you could.
4: But this is the early 2000s. This is before the beard renaissance.
3: Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> before the beard people rose up. Yeah, you. I mean, you would perhaps have a less fashionable beard. By the time you get to forty. What what?
1: Is, is that a dig at my beard?
0: <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> I've got a beard too.
2: <laughs> and I'm the same age as you. In fact I'm older than you. Yeah, but we have different beards. That's true. We don't share one, that would be <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I got the beard back and there's mayonnaise in it again. <laughs> But yeah,
4: Malcolm Malcolm gets promotion and only like eighteen billion people had to die for him to be next
0: in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The entire human race were wiped out and it still took him twelve years to get a promotion. <laughs> oh. Oh. And it's Captain Ramirez who's standing down. Yeah. Who rescued them before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rescued them in the episode where they went back to Earth at the end of uh, end of season two.
4: In The Expanse, that, that other good sci-fi show.
3: Yeah. When a little fleet turns up and chases the Klingons away. Yeah. So now we get to see some of Captain Tucker in action.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, we get them giving Archer the first bit of his treatment, and Phlox does some scans and says, oh, hey, we eliminated some of your brainworms, and in doing that, it's eliminated them from every scan I've ever taken from you, because they exist outside of time, so eliminating them here also eliminates them back there, so we could change history. That would be nice, wouldn't it?
3: And this is where I went, oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But before they can do any more treatment, the Enterprise detects a small ship. And this is where we do get Captain Tucker and they hail it. And he's like, this is Captain Charles Tucker of the Enterprise. And I'm like, you know what? Captain Charles Tucker has a nice ring to it. I like it as a Captain. I
3: would like to have seen... Genuinely, a, a series of Enterprise entirely based around this reality where Trip was captain for many years and seeing those adventures <laughs> instead. Because he is already, from what I've seen, a way better captain than Archer ever was. So,
1: yeah. They chase this little ship. The little ship turns out to be a Uridian ship and they shoot his cell so he can't run away and the Euridian comes aboard and he says, hey, I'm chasing
2: Flocks." Oh yeah, he's like a little mouse dude, wasn't he?
4: I like, the, I like the fact he was chasing flocks. I thought that was a nice little, little nod. But I think my only issue with this episode is here, in that I think a Trip Tucker that has just seen his home world destroyed and he lost his sister the year before, I, I don't think these people would ask questions and then shoot. I think at this point, humanity would just, would just do an Elliot and we just fire first. Someone <laughs> into the system, we blow them up.
2: Yeah, you can't fuck Vulcan's
4: around. Have... Yeah, the 6,000 left and you've just seen a doomsday weapon. Like, no. But that's, I mean, that's a good niggle. I, if that's the niggle with the episode, uh, we're on to a winner. I mean,
3: yeah. I, I just want to say, I'm not an advocate for shooting first and asking questions later. I'm an advocate for paralyzing <laughs> them first so they can't do anything about it, keeping them alive and making sure that you can withstand and obtain all the information you need without
2: actually, you know, killing them. I mean, Seti Alpha 5 is a real... I'm sure it's a real place. Let me just make sure of this. I'm not. Actually, I might be wrong. Stati Alpha. No, it's, I'm like, oh no. Oh, no, it is. It's bullshit. Sorry, I thought it might have been a real solar system. Right. But right. it is very close to Earth, apparently, according to uh, um, law. But <laughs> you, you'd have thought that they'd have found it by now, anyway. Like It took them a long time to find these guys.
1: Yeah, basically, that's what the Iridian's done. He's gone. So I followed Phlox, and he's led me to the human outpost, and so now the Zindi know where it is, and Tucker goes, oh, shit. But then we do get a scene between Phlox and T'Pol, where Phlox says to T'Pol, hey, have you told Archer how you feel? And she says, yes, I often tell him he's like a pet. A shit one, like a stick insect or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a pet that you fuck, you pervert, said Phlox. And she says, it's only logical, one
4: has urges.
3: Have we, have we completely skipped over the part where T'Pol crashes the ship into
0: another
4: ship? Oh, yeah, we missed that. Oh, yeah. I was yeah.
2: skipped over that.
4: That was ace. That was ramming
2: speed. What do you think about that, Elliot? It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we went back if that was your incredible
3: insight. (laughs) Because doesn't she, doesn't somebody reprimand her for it or something like that?
1: Well, Tripp tries to and she says it was logical.
2: It was logical. There was no other way of going about that. Like, you can argue that she could have tried to kind of, you know, do it a bit further away from the ship but i don't think that you can kind of pull that accuracy off in the moment i think she did the best job possible the ship survived as a result of her
0: but
3: if i remember correctly what happens as a result of that is they say 13 people died and several more in
2: hospital or whatever yeah that was as a result of the attack on the ship like not necessarily her to pole maneuver
3: oh okay i thought that was because of her maneuver
2: no, because all those um, Zindi Reptilians got on board and started shooting the place up, didn't they? Oh, right, right.
3: Yeah. Well, um, it's they, they still... They do love doing that. Isn't it the first time that Enterprise has just gone, 13 of our crew are dead? What? You've been holding off and killing anybody for so long, and now you've just gone, 30 people are dead? Well, it's after that one guy died. It's become a free-for-all.
0: Yeah, a few
1: people have died, haven't they? Yeah, they have now. It's only momentous the first time, and then you can just start killing them with abandon. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. words.
4: And they didn't say 13 have died, including our good friend, Travis.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know who the tray is, and he's dead. <laughs> Which is funny, because before, they didn't they do the thing where they were like, oh, people are hurt, and Hoshi, who you care about? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Whereas now, Travis's ghost is just haunting a corner of the Enterprise, like, <laughs> cries. But no one can see him.
4: Yeah. He's in that null-gravity place he goes to. Yeah. Eat his- Bananas or whatever, because he's a
1: ghost. He's he's telling a story about himself to himself. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, he's his own ghost.
1: Uh, anyway, they're going to complete Archer's treatment, but then they can't because a bunch of Zindi ships arrive and there's a big fight between the Zindi ships and some Earth vessels, which I thought was pretty cool, actually.
2: Yeah, that was awesome.
4: Yeah, they, they blew the budget here. <laughs> the
1: Intrepid got a dick in. It, the Intrepid mm. did get a dicking right in the nacelle.
2: Yeah
4: but didn't you didn't you just think that of course the ship that malcolm was getting was going to get damaged yeah. or destroyed because it's just grade a malcolm disappointment yeah. isn't it like <laughs> everything about the character
2: is disappointing <laughs> i'm still the captain of this burning wreck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then the zindi just shoot the fuck out of the bridge
1: on the enterprise and it oh
0: my oh, god everybody yeah. dies
1: <laughs>
3: Yeah, this is where I knew, the, I got more of an idea of where the episode was going, because I was like, oh shit, yeah, they just killed everybody, that was awesome, they're all dead, oh cool, and then I was like, I wonder who else I'm going to get to see die this episode, and I was not disappointed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what did you literally say six minutes ago about not shooting first? I this didn't shoot anybody, they all died of the fucking episode, it's not my fault. They <laughs> <laughs> died of episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh dear!
4: But is this? I, I, I again. I I i mean, certainly through most of Trek, no one actually targets the bridge. Yeah. To any great effect, but it, this is certainly the only time we've ever seen a bridge breach, isn't it? I, I maybe in the JJ films. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. No, don't it stumped me that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I don't think you really see it in other than now they've got those big glass view screens. Sometimes they get smashed.
4: Yeah, there's a bit of cracking, isn't there? But no, um, I think we've never seen this in at this point. We'd never seen anything like this in Trek. Hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It feels like this is the start of the fan service that you start to get in season four, where they're like, because there's always a fan on the internet that says, "Why don't they target the bridge?" I did think, and
1: I wonder if this was Elliot's influence on me. Ah. Oh. I feel like we should have seen more bodies floating out of it. Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, look. There are a couple. Now we can see this in HD. There are a couple. There are a couple. I
3: definitely paid attention because I was like, this is the thing I'm most interested in. Did they bother to put Malcolm's body or anybody else's body floating out of that bridge? And I was like, okay, no, that bridge was like majoritively empty in the shot that we see it actually get torn off and float away. There are a couple of bodies, as Woody says, but majoritively empty. Still,
2: it's nice that they actually showed the bridge getting destroyed. I'd like to think mm. that they were vaporised by the shots, like their their bodies were just reduced to component atoms.
3: Yeah, I do have more to say about the energy weapons, so... It's, it's probably a good thing we didn't really
1: clearly see all their bodies, though, because Malcolm was definitely taking a moment to have one last wank. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm
4: so... I'm so glad we mentioned Ma- Malcolm's genitalia.
0: Like,
2: <laughs> kind of our thing. Our thing <laughs> is Malcolm's thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a terrible thing to be our thing, but there we go. Yeah.
4: Genuine question though. What I, 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 I we mentioned the their um, Shuttle Pod One podcast? If, if, have you listened to any episodes? I, I I'm really interested to see what the actor um, whose name has totally gone out of my head, Dominic, Dominic Keating. I'm really interested to see what he thinks of his own character, because I've never really heard him speak. Is, does he ever say anything? Are there any good nuggets in that show, or is it a
1: bit? Yeah, I, I've, I've been enjoying the show. I think they, they have had some good stories in there. They're, he's a lot more positive about his character than we are, but I think you know, <laughs> he has to be. He played him for four years. <laughs> he's very much a lovey actor as well. So, mm. But yeah, there's some fascinating stories. I'd recommend checking it out. Mm. Firefight. Yeah, so Archer and Topol go to engineering, because no one's blown that up yet. And they yeah. say to Flocks, hey, Flocks, put that implosion in my brain. And he's like, but my tube is broken. And they go, well, we're going to die anyway. Let's blow the ship up and just put the thing in my brain.
4: Yeah.
1: And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then Zindy burst in and shoot the fuck out of everybody.
4: There's some great... Uh, uh, the scene before this, or maybe while they're faffing around with the warp core, there's a couple of really good extra deaths. Yes, there are. The With the, with the Zindy in the corridor... And they go absolutely flying. All three of them go flying, don't they? Yeah, it's the three guys who are, the
1: two of them are supporting another one who's been hurt. And they're like, oh no, is the Zindi just transporting in front of
0: them and just kill them?
4: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who those guys are, but they they earned their money that day. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shame they're dead and can't spend it. (laughs) (laughs) But there are some really good cast deaths, aren't they? Like, everyone's putting in 10 out of 10 now, aren't they? Like, Flox goes over a railing. Oh, he does. I mean,
2: he would have had to a stunt stun double it for that. It was very I mean. much a stunt double. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I like it.
3: killed. Yeah, I like that bit too. Like Flocks dying, like all of the people dying.
1: And then Archer's pushing all the buttons, and then he gets shot in the back and dies, but he's pushed the last button. The <laughs> Enterprise gets destroyed. And then he just wakes up
3: in sick bay, having saved a pole from the spatial anomaly earlier. But he doesn't get shot and die. Everybody else gets shot once and immediately dies. He gets shot once and is like, I have the strength to do my final act, gets shot again. And is like, nope, I'm still going to push the button. Okay, now I'm dead. And it's like, come on, follow your own goddamn rules. Those weapons were not on stun. No, he was just, he had the will to survive, didn't he? I he don't care if heart. he can, I don't care if he had the will to speak a
2: language. It doesn't, it's not how it works. Yeah, no, everybody ma- ma- knows that if you get shot and you're determined, you can stay alive for a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> also, clearly that first shot only hit him in the shoulder. And, you know, oh no, they've they've killed my shoulder.
3: Oh, is that how ineffective those weapons are, that you can hit a shoulder and
4: it will not kill somebody, even if it's on kill?
1: Maybe maybe the worms in the guns weren't having
4: their best day. Maybe they were a bit depressed. Yeah. Look, Elliot, if if he'd have been trying to play water polo, he wouldn't have been able to with a shoulder shot. He'd have been out. But pressing the reset button on a warp core, no problem. <laughs> He's,
2: right. He's right. I'm right. I hate that.
4: <laughs> well, you hate the reset button. No, I, a, I hate uh, that. The-
3: Ignored their own logic, killed people ten times in a row with one shot, and then when it fucking matters to the plot, oh he's fine for a couple. It always happens though, every time. I know, piece, I know. So. This is this is a pet peeve of mine. This is not necessarily a criticism of, of the show as much as a lot of the things that I tend to say, but it it still bugs me because they set a rule and then they break
4: it. And again, we're into really minor niggles in what was quite a fun episode. Yes. But I I I get you are right because if he'd have moved with the force in the same way that the extras did, he'd have been mush on that wall call, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all fine though, because
1: now the the brain worms are gone. So he just wakes up in sick bay because they were never there. None of this ever happened. Flock says he just got a mild concussion, and to says, "Thank you for saving me. You're not allowed to leave sick base. So here's an iPad with Rosemary's baby on it." And he's like, "Paul." Paul, give me a pillow. <laughs> oh, fine, here's a pillow. It's Paul. It's Paul. Turn the lights down, and like she really wanted to nerve pinch him. Yeah.
2: I, then he just like gives him like weird Don Draper thing at her. Like at the end, isn't and he's like, I don't know. You're a you're a doll. No, you're a nurse. Yeah, that's it He says you would yeah, have, you have been a good <laughs> nurse. A good nurse. Yeah, I remember, like, for some reason, that. in my version, it was more ass pinching. But yeah, it was just like this weird, like, who are you? What century were you born? Yeah, I didn't like the ending at all.
4: <laughs> she's the most qualified person, not only on this ship, but in Starfleet. She is. <laughs> yeah. And she's fetching easily the fifth or seventh or twentieth most effective Starfleet officer in, in, in at least the entire run, if not certainly in Starfleet this time. And he's having to fetch pillows. I mean,
1: yeah, it's lucky that pillow was just in a drawer next to the bed.
2: It's like her trip, Travis and are The they're the guys who do their job. Everybody else is the other guys. Like even Hoshi, who does who technically does her job quite a lot, is prone to like having sort of weird like freak outs and stuff. Everybody else on the ship, just bullshit.
3: I know that Trip is, like, actually good at his job and that you actually have, like, quite a fondness for Trip, Matt, because, you know, he's, like, the guy who gets stuck in his work. I still think he's an
2: asshole. I mean, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> an asshole. I've worked with a lot of people who are very good at their jobs who are assholes, But, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, making sure that that ship is not dead in the water every single week, yes. yeah, Trip is the guy. But
4: when we, when we do see kind of arseholes who are good at their job in Star Trek. They tend to be kind of like quite good characters. I think the problem is with Trip is that he is like this entire crew, utterly inexperienced for space, let alone deep space. And they're just out of their depth, aren't they? But that's the fun bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish they played up on that fish out of water thing a lot more often.
0: Um, like, you know, yeah. just
2: had them accidentally, like, you know, kill every single person on a colony because, like, Hoshi goes down with like a cold or something and they're like, oops. <laughs>
4: well, to be fair, that, that that did happen, didn't it? But it turned out it was the uh, that alien race who no one gives a crap yeah. about um, Suleman.
2: Oh, we got a name check this episode of General Shran as well. Yeah. Yes, the
1: Enterprise has shields when they're doing a fight. And yeah, they mentioned, thank you, General
3: Shran, for giving us the shields. He probably said something racist while he was doing it. <laughs> this is going to seem a little unrelated. Did we ever bring up Sturton? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, because I'm not happy about it. Elliot's been stewing on this for a while. Um, Elliot,
3: you may proceed. <laughs> Fuck you both.
0: <laughs>
3: Why you said Sturton? <laughs> no, I'm never believing a single word either of you ever say about this show again. <laughs> because I can't trust you about my own words.
2: Are we going to clarify what's going on here?
1: (laughs) So, look, Elliot, in in my defense, I did put in the episode description that we accidentally gaslit you, so we've apologized (laughs) in our own way. I don't Um, care. I don't apologize. A few episodes ago, uh, Elliot tried to say the word certain, and Matt and I were both certain that he'd said the word sturton, which isn't a word, and we called him out on it and made a whole thing about it. But when I was editing and listening back to the show, Elliot didn't say sturton. But we no. convinced him that he had.
2: How did you both hear Sturton? So I reckon this is like a technical thing from the our mics onto the... Maybe it didn't get picked. It was like a little glitch and it didn't get picked up in recording maybe. But you definitely said Sturton through my, through my speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I definitely do not. <laughs> I mean, this is just one of those things where you're wrong. <laughs> that's fine I've been, used, I've been talking
3: to you about Star Trek for a year and I think you're wrong
2: <laughs> oh boy I
4: want, to, I want to be able to say from here on in we're right but we're right a bit of the time
2: <laughs> but not
4: all of the time
2: I want this episode of the podcast to be that Commodore Woodall has has come to our ship to um, court martial you for insubordination against the ship's doctor and captain, and for saying out of out of line words like "Sturton <laughs> Naruto." I
4: I confess, when I listened to that podcast, I I, I was I was running and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to stop and rewind it," but I never did. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I guess is this a democracy? No, uh, it's a
3: dictatorship. <laughs> uh,
4: no. Nah. Well if it's a democracy, we go with you two and, and, and he loses.
3: So. Yeah. Yeah, dictatorship, fuck you all. <laughs> not your dictatorship, Elliot. You're not right. Why we shot. didn't specify? And now I'm taking control. Too late. We can we right, can you edit you with any number of imbeciles, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick, <laughs> do you really want me to edit this podcast? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm, that's what I thought.
1: My one thing that I have, don't take it away from me. <laughs> yeah.
3: Also, I would make it a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've you've listened back to the
4: episodes I've already edited, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Samurai Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: God. Twilight.
4: My, my my other half has just messaged me. Hang on, before we get to the end bit, my other half's just messaged me, and 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 um, she just asked if we've mentioned uh, Malcolm's chubby yet. Yeah?
0: <laughs> we did.
2: Well, we did. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah. Yeah. We're so sorry. We're so sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: <Tick>. <laughs>
4: but the goblin voice isn't allowed anymore, is it? So no.
2: Only oh, you could do a sensible Malcolm impression, but not a goblin Malcolm. Mm.
4: I just want to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. <laughs> but, but yeah. I really enjoyed that
3: episode.
1: I thought it was great. It's yeah, it was
0: really good. <laughs>
3: it's brilliant. I mean, it's the first time in a long time that I haven't thought while watching an episode, I just don't care. So that's a good improvement. Just, great. Mm. We often
1: qualify that by saying this was a good episode of Enterprise, if not a good episode of Star Trek. But no, I think that was just a genuinely good episode of Star Trek.
4: Yeah. 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 I know. It, it, it stands up because it, it kind of. I mean, one of your Andys, the last Andy, I one think. One of our oh, Andys. <laughs> <briefies>. One <laughs> Andy. <laughs> that, that Andy that was on the episode where you, where you said that the the absolute immortal line, the fist into the turkey of canon. <laughs> I actually had to stop walking and laugh. <laughs> it caused me I had to pause and laugh. Um, yeah. But he mentioned a couple of things in that podcast, which I, you know, I am sorry, he he did a great job, and I can't remember a single thing he mentioned. But I think the thing that's good about this episode is is it hits some of the Star Trek beats, doesn't it? Yeah, it puts in some of the stuff that makes other good episodes good, and but that goes both ways because you've had episodes w- that has things in that make other episodes bad that is consistent across Star Trek. And extinction was that? Ex- oh, sorry, extinction, Extin- uh, extinction, third it. i'm certain it's pronounced extinction there we go got it but yeah this episode's good because it hits those beats it's got the reset button which i know people hate and normally yeah that's lazy but it's fun because we know we know we're going to come out okay Mm -hmm. and
3: personally i'm not bothered by it because this is the first instance of a reset button that i'm seeing yeah oh you're gonna see a lot Okay,
4: <laughs> You see a lot yeah there's a lot of variability isn't there but there's a couple of good reset you know you think of yesterday's Enterprise and this isn't quite that but it's, it's the fact that I mention it in the same breath is kind of I think this is high praise and I think is it because um, Tom Paris directed it like, yeah. he does do some good work doesn't he? Yeah I think uh, Robert
1: Duncan McNeil does a great job on this episode actually I think it's, it's really really well done Big, big props, say
2: big props to Rob there. Big props to Rob McNeil, as I call him. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, <laughs> Do yeah to his face. Or... He has no idea, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did a really, really good job with this. In fact, the, the, I'm, I'm just genuinely glad that one of the Voyager crew, because they've all kind of done episodes of Enterprise. They've been given like horrible turkeys to direct, and they've really done the their best to make them competent episodes of Enterprise and this seems to be the first instance where the script and the episode were both actually good.
1: I'd say there's one more I would say was, was really good that was also directed by a Voyager crew member, which was the, the service station one that Roxanne Dawson directed. Oh
2: yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah that was that was the I love that episode because it's well I mean I mean obviously go back to the actual show to get my true opinions on the episodes, but I do love how weird it is. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, that's it. That's that's dead stop. And I gotta say, kind of liked it.
4: Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the little star base of horrors.
0: Isn't it, it is, yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, anyway. Do, do we want to say anything more about Twilight, or are we just happy to leave it on a high for once?
3: Nobody's made any Twilight jokes. No, let's keep it that way. I'll say that. <laughs> personally this is first episode in a long time that i've not hated sitting through it was okay it's all right it wasn't amazing wasn't spectacular but it was okay and that is way better than i'm used to however it's not enough to make me forgive the series or think that it's going to get any better necessarily so still wait and see
1: it is going to get better elliot Don't believe our me. next episode is north star elliot yeah north star i mean they better go north I don't think you're going to predict this one, to be honest. Um, no. I think it's a fun one, though. I remember enjoying it. Do they meet Jesus?
0: <laughs> what about Jesus as a
1: North Star? Uh,
2: no, they, they don't meet Jesus. So, <laughs> Oh, shit. I've just This is going to be his first encounter with this phenomenon, isn't it?
4: It's another Star Trek trope again. Yeah this series gets better when they start to plug into stuff that's made other stuff good. Yeah. yeah. And this next one is another example of that. I mean, I don't remember it being brilliant, but it's not terrible.
1: I remember it being fun. And like this this episode we've just done, Twilight, that was a very classic next-gen era uh, style episode. Next week is very much in the vein of the original series. Yes. Uh, and mm. I mean that in a good way.
0: Okay. <laughs> mm.
1: So, yeah, join us next week for North Star. Thank you very much for listening, Woody. Again, thank you so much for jumping in so last minute and joining us this
4: week. No, thank you. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not as good as the last Andy. He was great. He was all great.
1: our Andys are great. We can't start oh. ranking
2: Andys. That let's not forget the Seti Andy Five actually changed orbit and became evil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you can find us all online. Our social media presences. Links in the description for all four of us. Um I will also put the link to our coffee account online if you'd like to donate to that, that would be wonderful. We'd be incredibly grateful. It does really help us make the show better. Rate and review us, all the usual gubbins. Um, it's been a long evening.
2: Yeah, <laughs> from there to here.
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna go and I don't know, lose my memory or something. I don't remember. Oh,
2: well I'm gonna have donut peaches with prosciutto. Oh, Someone's a fancy boy. Yeah, someone's been to the co-op. I'm going to have dinner finally. <laughs> let's finish this. Oh, yeah, let's have eat before he gets even hanged. Yeah. I-
3: <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 12 early as yay yay. Nope, that's it's
0: worth Patrick. <laughs>
1: yay
3: yay. What?
0: I'm 12 <laughs> early
2: <laughs> Shut up. Can we start again? Yay, yay. <laughs>
0: it's usually me doing shit like that. <laughs> Let me have my moment.